your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, here we go. Um, So Adam from Locked On Lightning is going to join us hopefully in the next 10 minutes or so. Uh, but we'll get this thing started, and welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Friday Spotify Green Room. And today's episode is brought to you by that very same app, Spotify Green Room. So if you are new to this and you don't know what's going on, uh, the the app that used to be Locker Room is now Spotify Green Room. And every Thursday, right around in between 9.30 and 10 o'clock Eastern Time, uh, we get Avalanche fans on the line and in the chat, and you know you can can join, you can uh, talk with me and other Avalanche fans. We bring up some topics. Uh, if you want to join the call live, you can do that. If you are somewhat shy and don't want to, and you just want to join in on the chat, you can do that as well. So uh, we have uh, Rob Le- Leano, right, Rob? If I'm pronouncing that correctly. Actually from uh lockdown coyotes here is that correct yeah Yeah. and uh hopefully soon adam denker my uh partner in crime on the locked on nhl thursday edition who also hosts the locked on lightning show will hopefully be joining us here in the next 10 minutes or so to uh discuss how he is feeling on his team going back to back and for us here at locked on and as far as the nhl side of things He's two for two because the, the NHL channel on Locked On, this is only the second season that we've been in existence. Locked On as a whole has been in existence for like five or six years, but we only brought the Locked On side of things on. Last year was the first year. So he won the first year and he has also won the second year. So he has a two to nothing lead uh, over every single host at locked on on the NHL side. So, uh, and I kind of want to start there just with, you know, the, the, the season has, is come to a conclusion. Like we just said, the lightning have won their second in a row. Um, I'll go to Devin first. So uh, we'll, we'll get to the avalanche side of things. Devin, if you can unmute, I know Devin is working and that's dedication to come into these green room rooms while people are working. I don't want you to get fired. Yeah, I got I got unmuted. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can. What's going All on? All right, uh, it's going good, guys. Um, <laughs> so I I think honestly, um, as I see it, I I feel like it's going to happen to the Lightning like it did with the Penguins when when they went back to back and they're going to lose some good key guys in this expansion draft and even in free agency and not be able to keep and sign all the big names. They do have uh, cap problems. That is uh, it's not difficult to see. Um, where are you working, by the way, Devin? Uh, like Burger truck, King. Seems like trucks are getting backed up. Yeah. <laughs> I love I'm, I'm looking what at a Burger King, so. Dude, are, are, are you feeding people? Don't not feed people. People need sustenance. <laughs> I, am, I am on the line cooking their okay. food. All right. Uh, just... Kicking, kicking butt right now and listening to this talk and trying to chime in when I can. Okay, I appreciate it. Oh, man. All right, well, 
you can mute yourself now because I don't want to hear your background noise. Um, yeah, the the lightning are going to have cat problems, and if uh, Adam comes in here, he can maybe give us a deeper dive into that. But is this a point in time? I guess from a fan standpoint, Lothar, is this a point in time where we just start hating the? the Tampa Bay lightning because they're a good team now and they've won back to back. Like maybe last year people were rooting for them. And now this year it's like, Nope, now we have to hate them as the tide turned on how we view the, the Tampa Bay lightning. No, I don't hate them. They have too many good players. I like, so they, I will never hate them. Like who, who do you like? Uh, I like Stemkos. He's, he's a great player. I mean, he wasn't that good in the series. Now he was, I think he's injured. They said yesterday he's playing on one leg only. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. So, what, did you, what did you think? Could, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say that the Kucherov. What did you think of uh, his soon-to-be legendary press conference afterwards? Yeah, I know. I know. He has <laughs> sometimes he has a he has a bad temper. Well, it wasn't so much a bad temper. He was. Uh, I I loved it. I loved it. He was saying what was on his mind. Uh, you know. Fans are allowed to say whatever the heck they want to say on social media, and and and, fan, and you know athletes are just supposed to sit there and take it. Uh, so when the tables were turned a little bit, and he got the opportunity to lash out, he did. So I loved it. I don't know about you. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you can do that. <laughs> Why not? Why not? He's free to do right. that. But in general, so, in general, yep. I I I really like the 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 way they played and it came like two one year too late because when they won the president's trophy they failed and afterwards now twice they they made it and they deserve it yeah i do like the way they play i agree with you i like i like how they play they don't play a uh i guess for avalanche fans like a dallas stars type of game where they you know want to goon it up the entire game i I do i think they play a solid style of hockey um and I was happy that, and I told Adam this, I was just happy that I could root for anybody, like anybody or nobody. It didn't matter to me, like who, who won the Stanley Cup. I just wanted to watch some good hockey. I thought it was good hockey, even even though it only went five games. I thought the games were entertaining. Um, you know, you had some overtime games. They were really close. Well, this was a good series. Tampa Bay just showed you that they are seasoned and they have the veterans, and they know how to win in the playoffs in the Stanley Cup. Um, and that was the difference. So, uh, you know, and maybe next year Montreal will be, you know, one season removed from it, and they will be a little bit more seasoned. But I don't think many people really expected them to win it. I think maybe most people expected it maybe to go another game, maybe six games. But, um, you know, if it was a sweep, I- I'm happy that it didn't end on the opponent's ice. I, although, they, you know, we have the best – tradition in in sports and the best trophy in sports and carrying that thing around it just it's not the same when it's done on an opponent's ice so i'm kind of glad montreal won that one game um but it'll be interesting to see i'm with lothar like i don't dislike tampa bay now just because they've won two in a row uh, but i think that's coming i think that's just the natural response from fans when a team is good and they repeat they become the enemy so uh, whether Tampa Bay likes it or not, I think that's coming. Um, Lothar, if you want, I just want to ask you one more thing too about does this mean anything for the Avalanche in terms of when a team wins a cup or really in any any sport in any championship? 
Um, other teams around the league kind of like want to play copycat. Is there anything there that the Avalanche might do that to take away from Tampa Bay, or do you think that they're just they're happy with how they're progressing and they're just going to stay in their own lane and give it another go next year? I think I think the Avalanche already at that point they were this year they had the fortunate like Tampa had not injuries and we were just in the final games against Vegas it just didn't click and it's also a little bit of luck you know we hadn't had the luck in those games and I yeah. think I think probably with one or two additions in the in the roster. The Avalanche is already there. Do you see that already for next season? They're the top team to get the Stanley Cup in the betting. And I think they're already there. And I think they're doing a good job, especially GM Joe Sackick is doing a great job. Yeah, I agree. There's no need to, you know, blow everything up. It's not, you know, that type of mentality. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if, you know the avalanche in the front office look at something or like how how have how has Tampa Bay done this two years in a row? Is there anything that we can steal from them um and how we've done it so danky danks in the in the room now, so we're gonna give them give them a minute to get settled uh Robin, do you wanna chime in here anything that you wanna say? You are the host of the locked on coyote show um would you if you wanna unmute yourself um or I can do it I don't know if I can do it no, I can't. Uh, what 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 was your take on the on the final? How, was it enjoyable for you? And then same question goes for you and your team. Does uh, the front office where for Arizona do they steal anything and try to learn how has Tampa Bay done this two years in a row? I mean, I I mean, first thing I'll say is I wasn't a fan of this final. Didn't uh, didn't strike me of anything exciting. And I'll say I haven't had it. To me, I haven't had an exciting final and at least four or five years. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's my opinion. Um, but regarding hold, you know, regarding Tampa Bay, I, I don't even know if, if Arizona has the capabilities of stealing anything from them. I mean, they're just, they're just <laughs> building out, they're building back out to, to try to become relevant again. They just hired a new coach out of the, out, uh, out of the OH or yeah, the OHL. So they're, I mean, I mean, I can't, that's something I can't even think about right now. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and maybe they have to go, now, maybe they can't take anything from Tampa Bay right here and now, but how Tampa Bay grew into this. Maybe start at the roots of what Tampa Bay did uh, a few years back and, and go that route. I don't know. I don't know. Or, or, or not do anything at all. It's just, you know, you, you do your own thing. And I'm sure a lot of teams will do that. But uh, every single team right now is looking in the direction of Tampa Bay saying, is there anything, anything at all that we can take from a few years back until now that we can steal and that we can adopt, whether it's our, how our drafting mentality or how we bring up our prospects, anything like that. Uh, There's some things there that every team is going to take or just their playing style. I mean, is that, you know, who, who's the coach that they brought in for Arizona? It was the, uh, the coach of the uh, Ottawa 67s. Um, back, oh, okay. back to the year. All right. So I don't know. It's uh, it's something to think about. We won't really know if anybody really does adopt this stuff until next year. So, um, Alan, what do you got, sir? We'll get to you next. Adam, we're gonna save 
the host of the Lack on Lightning show for last. So, uh, Alan, what do you got? Anything that you took out of this final? Anything uh, great? Uh, Anything? I was just glad Montreal didn't get it. Mind you, were you sad they didn't get it. No, I was happy they didn't get it. I'm not a no. Uh, yeah, no. I I really am amazed at what they did. Their season was so up and down, and they just flew through the playoffs like it was it was unbelievable, really. And uh, I don't know, nobody thought they were going to get that far, and they did. Yeah, yeah no, that that was the fun part of these playoffs. If it yeah. wasn't for Montreal, these playoffs would have, from from top to bottom, kind of been not a bore. I mean, there there was obviously some good games, but you didn't have that story. You had no other story that really than than Montreal. Which I guess is two stories in the same series. Montreal winning it and, and Toronto yet again, uh, blowing Choking. a series. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I think they, they in some aspects saved, uh, a lot of the NHL playoffs, but that's not saying a ton. But just because, I don't know, it wasn't your normal, you know, the way that it was constructed with the, the way the divisions are and things like that. Just, didn't have a normal flow to the playoffs, so I think we're all looking forward to next season for, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Not the normal uh, season. Um, all right, Mr. Denker. Uh, you you are the, the king yet again. I said before we went live, or what, right when we went live, that you are now 2-0 and when it comes to uh, locked-on championships because the locked-on NHL side of things knows no other champion than the – Tampa Bay Lightning. So, how are you feeling? Yeah, it's. It, it, I, I and I said on my show. By the way, hello, Chris. I'm spoken. Yeah, I know, um, it's been a while. <laughs> and uh, hello, everyone. So, I was saying on my show today how you know you are excited that they won the cup, of course, and that they repeat it, and that you know, there's there are a lot of teams that have repeated, but it's it's still you know, we it's I think the last time it happened, the the Penguins, I believe it was twenty sixteen, twenty fifteen, so it's still little ways uh, you know still down the road from then until here. Um but it's different. These two runs were different. I was I was telling someone how last year was so draining and so emotional because of everything that transpired with this team last year. Uh, the year prior, excuse me, with Columbus, and and you were just basically on the edge of your seat through every rush and and every shot. Whereas this year, they were kind of more tuned. It it was like, it's like when you're, and I use this analogy on my show, how it's like when you're watching NASCAR and a car is just like all badly beaten up, and then you bring it to pit road and, and you get new tires, you get a new bumper, you get filled up. And that's basically what happened in the span of this 10 months. Um, and then also the start of the playoffs, you know, you, you went the, the lightning were kind of beat up during the season and then they go into the playoffs. They got Kucherov, they got Stan Coase, uh, the other guys on this team, especially that third line with Blake Holman, Gord, um, are, are just playing well. And, you know, there wasn't really any time up until game seven of the Islander series where I was legitimately worried about mm. this team. And, and it, it, it's a very weird feeling to have that. 
I don't know. Maybe it was it was just the fact that this team was so good, or this this playoff run was so you know it wasn't your stereotypical bumpy road to the finals as what we're really accustomed to seeing with a lot of teams over the years. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I was joking with someone else that we should just rename the show to Locked On Champ Champs. Uh, <laughs> so. I, I mean, I if a lot of people have been saying I'm the good luck charm of this team ever since I I, I, I was hired as the, the oh wow the lightning. Uh, your, your head is your head is I mean, do you have headphones on like the headphones that you're yeah. wearing or, or can can your head fit into them right now or or, or no? Do you have to? Well, good thing I'm sitting outside. I look like uh, the mascot for those airhead candies right now. So. <laughs> uh, well, let me ask you this though, because so someone brought up, or we we were discussing earlier, uh, looking ahead, um, they have some cap issues, do they not? Yeah. Oh yeah, they do. They're they're a lot of people are kind of cautiously waiting to to have the three peat discussion right now, and and I kind of spoke about it just very briefly on today's show, how if you were able to bring back the same team into next season, I there's no reason why this team, I in my mind, wouldn't be able to repeat. But, yeah, like you said, they just have a really tough cap situation. And they, they have a couple of UFAs coming out, most notably Blake Coleman, who is the last guy you want to let go from this team. Yeah. Um, and and unfortunately for you, there's the, the favorite right now uh, for him to sign other than Tampa would be Dallas. Just because he's from El Paso, he grew up a mm-hmm. Dallas Stars fan, so you know, obviously that's a favorite. And he's one of those guys that a lot of people didn't—they, the casual hockey fan didn't know who he was. And he's just one of those guys where it's a it's a good situation, and he was able to shine. And he was really one of those guys that doesn't get a lot of credit on the team for the things that he does. He's he's a he's a Swiss Army knife player. He does whatever you ask of him. And, Guys like that are very undervalued, I think, uh, just across the board in the NHL. And he's projected to get five year, uh, five five mil a year. So, wow. and that shows, yeah, that shows how valuable he is. And uh, and, and, and I kind of want to maybe throw some advice at like some of you that you know, when I came into the green room, you were talking about how do how do you replicate this? Uh, I think that Colorado is there. Um, we, we've stayed on the show and we've done the Thursday show, just how similar Tampa and Colorado are. I think what really what it comes down to is just Colorado needs to figure out that goalie situation. Um, and, and you and I, our opinions differ on this, where you don't mind the two goalie system where I feel the two goalie system doesn't win you championships. We've wow. really, I, I, mean, I, if you want to make the case when, for when, when you got the Murray greatest goalie, goalie on planet earth, it's kind of easy to say like, I don't need the two goalie system. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, but here's the thing. And, and it's a good thing that you kind of brought him up as the greatest goalie. So remember that conversation we had a couple of Thursdays back and I spoke about this on my show and I wanted to get your opinion on this. And we spoke about how I felt that Andre Vasilevsky wasn't that guy yet to where Everyone has the conversation. You pick one goaltender to win you a game seven or a critical game in the playoffs. Who is it? Usually the, the three names that get brought up are Wab, Rodor, and Hasek. I think 
I think Vazzy's in the conversation now. I, I After yeah. having a shutout in every clinching game, uh, just always played over the last 10 months, the, the Lightning, and this is a crazy stat, the, the Lightning between last year's playoffs and this playoffs, there was one game where they were in danger of being eliminated. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's what I, I remember that conversation, and that's what I told you. I said, you know, uh, if you feel he's not there yet, we'll let these playoffs play out and, and see what happens and, and look at, you know, what he's done in, you know, uh, clinching games minus the overtime loss. But, okay, you go right. back home and you shut him out. So and, and, yeah, and that's the thing, that he, after a loss in this playoff, he his, his numbers are off the charts. Like, I think yep. his save percentage is close to, like, 99 Um so That's not good enough. Just, I mean, he's still got he's got room for improvement. No, he. I if I was Coach Cooper, he would have skated after the game uh, <laughs> before going into the locker room. But it was. What, what did you think about this finals? Because I I didn't want to really get into into detail with Laura and Scott from Lock on Canadians because they're grieving right now. So yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Well, I are, we, are are we going to record a, a Locked on NHL? We could After, we could kind of warm up here now, kind of tease up right. here now. Well, then... we'll I'll save that stuff. We're we're gonna record a lockdown NHL when we're done here, so we'll we'll save the juicy stuff for that. Um, but I think I, I think we're all in agreement that the the Lightning really need to win it next year because as of right now, you know it's it's two it's two bogus Stanley Cups that they won. You won one <laughs> in the bubble and, and and you won one on a, a shortened season, which uh, doesn't count. So. Uh, I, I, I am completely kidding, and I'm just saying that's what you're going to hear for this next offseason. Yeah, and I'm used to uh, it. And, yeah. and I think Lightning fans at this point are used to it as well. It's just. And you had said year. that. Yeah. You said after last year, after the bubble uh, season, that they were the most, what, like, uh, did you use the term dis- disrespected like, champion? Yeah, after, like, after the parade, after the parade and all the crazy stuff that they did, that was it. It was like, okay, was let's it? move on to the draft. That's it. Yeah. And, and now it's going to be let's move on to the expansion draft. <laughs> yeah, it's it's unbelievable. And and I'm curious. I I actually have former Lightning GM Jay Feaster on the show tomorrow as a guest. Oh, nice. so I'm interested to see how he feels about all of this. Uh, so it's definitely going to interesting to see what how his um, you know, because he still works for the organization. So I'm curious to see you know how yeah. everybody else within the organization they feel disrespected or it's whatever. Uh, definitely want to ask him if they're going to try and throw the Stanley Cup this year from boat to boat. Um, oh, if they do, I don't think uh, people are going to be as as upset as they were with, you know, Brady. I, I, I think I thought that was funny. I don't know. Oh, it's it's hilarious. Well, the thing that is unfortunate this year that yeah, we're going to get drunk Pat Maroon again, which is just going to be unbelievable. <laughs> but the one thing that's going to be kind of I don't know how he's feeling. He skated onto the ice after the game to lift the cup and do all that ceremonial stuff. But Alex Kalorn surgery last week to put a rod in his leg. I heard that, dude. What and, the hell? And he wanted to play last night. Yeah. And they they basically said that, you know, I I don't I didn't imagine that he would be coming back. Uh other unless it was like game 7, I don't think he would have been playing up until then. But I don't think we're going to get the same Pat Maroon Doc talk kind of guy 
going around a jet ski with the Stanley Cup. I don't know. Maybe we'll start to see hockey players are the toughest guys in in the league. Uh, but I actually just want to circle back to the recipe for, you know, how do teams duplicate yeah. this. And, yeah, the, the abs are close. I, I think you guys are really close. I think you're – and Toronto blatantly tried to copy the formula as well with signing – uh, Zach Bogosian, who was on the Lightning team last year that won, and then going after Wayne Simmons. And the very questionable, I, I don't, I, I was never a fan of the Joe Thornton acquisition. I thought that was just a, not a good signing. Um, only for Joe Thornton, because he was getting paid. Uh, All right. But the, there's really, you know, what the Lightning have done is that, uh, and, and all the credit goes to Steve, Steve Geiserman and, if you're looking to see how to duplicate this, um, just look at what Detroit's doing. You know, they're obviously they're very much in the early stages of this, but watch very carefully how he drafts and, and see how Colorado does that. Obviously, they're a little bit far along and, you know, they're only pieces. But I like, I like Nazim Kadri. I think he's kind of the avalanche equivalent of a a Barkley Goodrow, a guy that you could rely on out there to go and be physical and uh, play a full game and, and, and play a full 200 feet. I, I really like him, you know, obviously other than the, the issue that you guys ran into him with him being suspended. Um, if you could probably add a couple more guys like that on, at least on your, your, your second, third, fourth lines, I think you guys are pretty set. And then obviously the, you know, Everyone has their different opinion on the goaltending. I'm more of a, you find the guy, you get him, and he's your guy, not this musical chairs goaltender. Yeah. You're old school with the goalies. I'm more forward thinking with the goalies. So that's that's where we're at. But we'll talk about that. We're going to do a a locked on uh, NHL after this. And, uh, yeah, definitely go tune into that um, because we'll break it down more. But – I want to get to just one more thing for the Avalanche crew, and that is our uh, season grade for Tyson Jost. So uh, making our way through the roster alphabetically, and he's the next one up. And I I would think if I did if I put up a poll saying what do you think Tyson Jost's grade is going to be uh, going into the season, I'm I'm sure so many people would have said like C or D. And, you know, that's why you play the season because it completely flipped and the results, 32% said a 58% said B only 9% said D and 1% said D or F. So the majority, uh, is like 90% said a or B and that is a massive turnaround. And it was it didn't even, didn't start great for Tyson Jost. Didn't start bad, but I think a lot of us were thinking like, oh, we're getting a typical Tyson Jost season, and he just it steadily improved, improved as the season went on, so much so that we are fully expecting him to be protected from the from the Seattle Kraken draft. Where we've said it so many times prior to the season when we were guessing who would be available, he was always on that list. And I've said it many times before as well. Ryan Clark from the athletic does his, you know, he covers the Kraken. Now he had his mock drafts for the first 
I think he's on version 7.0 right now. For the first six of them, they were Tyson Jost. And for number seven, it wasn't. It was Ryan Graves, I'm almost positive. So I want to go around. Uh, we'll start. Well, Seth jumped in, so I want to get Seth in here first if you want to uh, unmute yourself. Seth, and what did you think? What did, did you vote on the uh, Twitter poll? If you didn't, what grade would you give him? And uh, what did you think uh, of the season? I didn't vote, uh, but uh, I, I, a B makes sense to me. I mean, he did improve over the year. Um, I'm pretty sure if there was if there was more consistent throughout the entire season, an A would have been you know, obvious. Yeah. Uh, but this was obviously his, his his best season in an Avalanche uniform, in my opinion. Um, and he came through, I guess, some moments in the playoffs. Um, but he did prove that uh, you know he deserved a spot on this team. You know, playing with that chip on his shoulder with the contract that he was given, um, he. He deserves a spot on this Avs team going forward. Uh, it's going to depend on the Avs for how long, how much longer, but I think he should be protected. Um, mm-hmm. He he can just he can he, if if he keeps improving, he can be sort of that X factor that maybe the Avalanche could maybe the Avalanche need going forward, especially with sort of um, maybe some more depth needed and with some more scoring definitely needed outside of the top line. It's a good point about his contract. Um, going into this season, he, he was the last one to sign. And we were all wondering, like, why is it taking so long to sign Tyson Jost? It's, it's Tyson Jost. It should be a pretty easy contract to do. And when it came out, he didn't he didn't get much of an increase at all. Uh, he didn't even get over the million-dollar mark, and it was a one-year deal. And that was, you know, you, you almost had to believe the Avalanche were telling him, like, you need to prove something this year. I'm not saying he proved that in spades, but he, he, for the first time in his career, he took the step forward. And you hope that just continues. And, and he's young. He's still a young guy. He's still, you know, coming into his game. So you would hope that continues. And yeah, man, I, I, that's, that's a good point with the contract because I think he was, uh, I think he did have a chip on his shoulder. And, you know, he, he was given more, uh, opportunity on the power or the penalty kill. He needed to be a, a, a bigger body in that penalty kill. And he was, I thought he did very well in penalty kill this year. So uh, he, yeah, it, it right around the halfway mark, it started to do better for him. So, uh, but yeah, you think he's a definite, he's a definite uh, save from the Kraken draft. Where do you go? Seth, you there? Hello? Yeah, you there? Yeah, yeah. You think he's a definite save? Uh, yeah. I, I, I think so. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think we'll know pretty soon. So, uh, good points, man. I like that. Alan, um, what did you vote on for Tyson Jost? I gave him a B. Okay. And I think I commented. I think last year I remember giving him a C or even a D. But, I mean, he improved the whole way along. And I remember us talking or just – the talk about him the first half of the year was he's not showing it on the stat sheet. He's showing mm-hmm. it on the ice. I exactly. remember Ben there saying it, and I think we probably all talked about it, but he he finally did make the stat sheet more full than he had been for the type of season we had. And, yeah, people liked him. Every, everybody liked him. Well, yeah, I year. mean, he was that. Uh... 
he was kind of turning into that like sandpaper type of player, you know, yeah. doing everything just wasn't showing up on the stat sheet, but then it started to show up in the stat sheet and he still continued to play away the way he was playing. And you're like, okay, like now he's becoming a play. He's becoming a force. You notice him on the ice more. Um, it was good. It was, it was a, he, a very good. He was part of the play. He was part of the right. play all the time. And he needed he to was, be. There were, you know, yeah. all the injuries that they had, uh, he moved up to the top line center. That's You're right. Me. Yeah. Did, did anybody think that was – if I had told you that beginning of the year, Tyson Joseph is going to be centering the front line, uh, you probably would have, you know, doubled over laughing your butt off. But it happened, and it was deserved. Yeah. So. And that was at the first of the year, too. That was that was before, like, yeah, when Mac got hurt, that was early in the season. Yep. Yeah. And that kind of spurned him on, I think, if I remember right. That's kind of when he started to could have been. get better. Yeah, again, I, don't, I, think. I, I don't remember the exact uh, time frames of it, but um, it, you, you just the confidence in him was just you – know, it was it was visible. Yeah. Definitely visible. So, uh, Lothar, your take on Jost. I know you, you like him, don't you? Well – I'm really surprised with him. He's, for me, the biggest surprise of the season from the Avalanche. And mm-hmm. I gave him an A because the way he developed this year was just amazing. And I hope for him and for the Avalanche that he continues on that way. That's good, man. I, I think they have a lot of faith in him. And uh, this is Joe Sackick kind of having patience. And we've seen that in him with so many of these prospects and young players that he has he picked them for a reason he picked them in the draft for a reason and after you know like a couple years he's not just going to get rid of them so he's going to work with them he trusts his coaching staff and you know all the players that are working with him uh and he knows what kind of players that he drafted and i think that is totally evident with tyson jost so uh devin whopper with fries bro you there Yep, I'm here. Uh, All right. Yeah, I just got done with the, pretty much the dinner rush, so we're uh, nice. just starting our uh, closing cleaning. So, <laughs> Well, before you do that, uh, more important things than, than cleaning up at work, uh, <laughs> I need to know your your take on the Tyson Jost season. Uh, I gave him a B. Uh, I voted on the poll. I gave him a B. Uh, he made some very major uh, improvements, and uh, he was like – like everyone said, he was in the play a lot. It was almost in every play when he was on his line, and he really stepped up when uh, Mac was hurt, and you know. And so that's what the Avs need. When your big guys go down, you need your uh, other second, third liners to step up and play and play well. And he surely did that. So I think he's going to be a keep. Yeah, I agree, and I think even more so, depending on what happens with the the Kraken, we're we're all expecting or assuming the Kraken are going to take uh, Ryan Graves, uh, but there is that possibility they take Donskoy, and if Donskoy is gone, you know that that puts more pressure on a lot of people. Tyson Jost is one of those guys that that's going to put some pressure on that he's going to have to even step up his game even more. So he can't kick. Can't get complacent with the improvements that he made this year. Uh, going into next year, he's got to amp it up even more. So, yeah, and I think I think uh, bringing up the fact that if if the Kraken go with Donskoy, I think we could see maybe a push for Taylor Hall if if the Kraken take a forward. So we'll see what oh. happens. Okay. 
I like that thinking. I think it could happen. We know Sackick is enamored with Taylor Hall for whatever reason. So that very well could happen, man. That's a very good point. So, all right, we will uh, end it there. So uh, thank you guys in the green room for, for joining today, especially Mr. Adam Denker, uh, special guest appearance. Uh, it's like royalty is in here now, two in a row. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I hate you, what, what's but, the, you know, you're awesome. What, what's, the, what, what's the equivalent of a of a live show red carpet? Is there anything that we could probably dish out there? Maybe, like, presidential music before I start talking? Okay. Yeah, because I was going to throw out some <laughs> Vader music or something like that for you. You, you oh, guys are now the enemy. Uh, oh, so. All right, well, go listen to Adam and I. Uh, we'll have a Locked on NHL episode out discussing the lightning and and whatever so uh, <laughs> but thanks to everybody in the green room right now these are always fun we'll do them every thursday uh 9 30 10 o'clock ish on the east coast time so thanks everybody for tuning in today and for this week that will wrap up another week of shows and we'll see everybody on monday with any news developments signings anything like that so Thanks, guys. We'll see you all next week. Take care. Go, Abs, go!